Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 253. And wait, wait, go. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. I'm a more breaker. Rick Flair ain't a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOWQ. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 253 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, and this week on NXT, we saw the debut of Cool Kyle, and it got me to thinking, that's a cool nickname. We should have more nicknames on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my co-host, Mediocre Marcus. Mediocre Marcus, welcome to the show. How are you doing this week? Hi, Michael. How's it going? Great. How are you feeling? I'm doing okay. How's your week? Uh, meh. You got a shot? I heard you got a shot. Yeah. Which one? Pfizer, Bi- Moderna. Johnson, Pfizer. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Johnson. Oh, okay, that's cool. What's your problem? No, I, I'm great. Something's wrong with you. You want, you want to talk? You okay? You feeling okay? I'm trying to channel you, and man, I take the pressing. Right? I got that was like you for like maybe like five seconds there. And my God, man, that, that sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood... <laughs> Mediocre fucking schlon. Are you kidding me? Mediocre Marcus. It's alliterate. Mediocre, it's, it's whatever. Just, it just flows up that, right that, up that, that name fits you more so than anything. Mediocre Mike. Boom. No, Nailed too, it. Mike, the, it's a hard K. It's Mike. Too, too choppy. No, Marcus, it, it, it just flows. Has a good ring to it. Marcus, you're drinking tonight, huh? What's the special occasion? Uh, because it fits my carb schedule today, so it works. So lame. Who's on a carb schedule? Well, if you have to ask, you won't know, buddy. Yeah. I had a burger that was topped with cheese, bacon, ham, and egg. Oh, man. That's fucking delicious. You're worried about carbs. <laughs> well, I am also in an industry where I have to be concerned about my looks, buddy. I don't have the luxury of, like, you know, going around being free willy and just, you know, eating whatever the fuck I want. It's fucking fantastic. Until your shirts don't fit anymore. That's great. Oh, that sucks. Got to buy whole new shirts now, Mark. They don't fit for some reason. Well, maybe if you stop eating burgers like that, then, uh, you know, you might be better off. Yeah. Is it worth it, though? Because it's fucking delicious. You should try it. You could have a burger. You just, instead of having a bun, you could put it, like, on uh, a lettuce. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Okay. I might try that one. I've had that before. It's it's pretty damn good. It looked interesting. I, I always thought about trying it. I, never, I totally forgot about it. Next time I get a burger, Mark, I'm going to try it just for you. Do it up. Top with barbecue sauce, bacon, cheese, eggs, and it, it wrapped in lettuce. That's healthy, right? Step in the right direction. I mean, baby listen. Steps, baby steps, Marcus. Keto diet. I mean, I, I do a lot of protein. So I, there's nothing wrong with having the bacon and the eggs and, and, and burger. You kind of want to go for like lean meat, though. Like you go for like a bison burger. Or like you know a turkey burger. Yeah, I usually uh, do turkey burgers. Turkey burgers are good. They're hit or miss. If I order them from a place, sometimes they're really, really good. Sometimes they're dry. Dude, I, okay, so I'm with you. I make a really damn good turkey burger because oh, you're right. A lot of places like they just assume turkey burgers it has to suck. It doesn't. 
turkey burgers can be very fucking good, but for whatever reason, some places just like really dry it up, man. They, they don't do anything. They don't do any pizzazz to it. They don't do anything yeah. nice with it. Like I make a really good turkey burger. And it was a couple years ago when the green man's house and his wife set up like a make your own taco bar. Mm, that's awesome. I'm not really big into tacos at the time, but I thought, oh, let me try it. Let me just take a taco and put meat and cheese on it. That's all I need, right? She tells me, I see hard-boiled eggs on the table. She goes, what? She goes, just try putting a hard-boiled egg on it. You'll change your life. So I listened to her. She's a smart woman. And uh, I tried it. It was mind-blowing. Really? Ground beef with hard-boiled egg. So today for lunch, I swear to God, I'm going to have a heart attack, Mark. This might be my last show. I had a chopped cheese hero. And on it, I made them put hard-boiled eggs. Oh, my God. Today was a great day for food. Oh, man. God, man. How, how have you not had a heart attack yet? Knock on wood, Mark. Knock on wood. It's, it's coming. I mean, it's coming. We know it's coming eventually. It's just, it's just a matter of time. Hasn't your doctor said anything about you eating healthy? No, because we're too worried about other shit going on. Once I get back to normal and go back to my regular doctor about my heart, I'm sure he'll, he'll tell me to uh, like maybe, maybe exercise. Dude, I have to say, this is like my first week in, like, since my surgery where I haven't worked out. I, I feel awful. I was scared for a minute because a couple weeks ago I had to go for a COVID test because a coworker of mine tested positive or something. And there was one by my house. There's no parking there. But it's right next to the stop on the Long Island Railroad. Okay. So I took the train there. It's one stop. Boom. Climbed these massive staircases. I felt like Rocky climbing up to Philadelphia Library. So I get there. They take me, do the test. And they noticed my, um, is it my pulse is really rapid. Because you climbed, what, five steps? No, it was like a lot of steps. And so she told me to relax, calm down. She gets the doctor. Doctor's taking my pulse. And like, all right, it's kind of elevated. Let's, let's chill out for like 10 minutes. I'll come back. Ten minutes. It doesn't help, though, when you like relax and calm down. Yeah. It really doesn't. 10 minutes later, it's still high. He's like, do you feel like you've been, your heart's racing? Do you feel like you ran a mile? I'm like, no, I actually kind of feel fine. And he goes, all right, just what you do take a deep breath, hold it for like five seconds, and then release it slowly. And I did it. Boom, back to normal. I'm like, okay. is this something I should be worried about? He goes, no, it's probably just – probably um." So deconditioned. A lot of people are because of the pandemic. No one was really doing anything. A lot of people are de- deconditioned. Just start exercising more. And what I do today, Mark, I ate like a fucking fat ass. <laughs> you got to work out, buddy. I mean, there are plenty of workout programs. You don't necessarily have to go to the gym. Like, my gym was shut down for a good part of the pandemic. And I, and I picked up, um, you know, Beach Body. Like my, my, my wife started with that, like, when the, wife, uh, when the wedding was going on. So she kept with it. So there was like a good boxing workout program on there that I picked up. And dude, I lost so much weight with that. It felt great. Yeah, I gotta start doing something. I'm in the 280s right now. I'm like, uh, I gotta make some life changes. 280s? Yeah. And wait, how tall are you? You're like, what, 6'6? Six, 6'6, six? Six, six, yeah. 6'6, six, six, 280. What should you be? You should be probably like. Yeah, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look bad on me, but it, uh, it's, it's getting to the point. Like I said, my shirts are getting too tight now, so I gotta start eating better. What? what what do they say is a healthy weight for you? Like 230? I never really asked. There was a doctor on some show that said some sort of calculation. I should be like 220. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, I was around 215, 220 because I got really sick. And I didn't look good. I looked like I was sick. So I probably around like the 230, maybe 240s would be good for me. Fair enough. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, this is a fucking wrestling podcast. We've just been rambling on for the last eight minutes. How about, get some, how about we get some wrestling news? Okay. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. 
All right, Mark, let's start off the news with your favorite subject in the whole entire world. Charlotte Flair was written off TV. And now we know why, Marcus. She was issued a storyline fine of $100,000 and an indefinite suspension after her attacks on the officials at the end of Raw. Well, we found out why. It's being reported that she needs to have some dental work done. But she's not going to be gone for too long. The dental work started already. But it needs to be completed, Marcus. So question to you, like, why bring her back for two weeks if they knew the work wasn't finished? Wouldn't it have been better to hold her off for another two or three weeks? Yeah, I mean, it, it probably would have made more sense to hold her off. Uh, then again, at the same time, you know, Charlotte Flair is one of the biggest stars in WWE. And, you know, there were a lot of rumblings as to, like, you know, why she was at WrestleMania. So maybe like, they did something, with, uh, brought her back in a way just to show some face. Uh, I, I, I don't really know. It doesn't really make much sense. I, I think it would have been a, a better payoff if she continued to be off camp. Because yeah, now she started this feud with uh, Asuka and Rhea. Rhea? Rhea. I, I'm, Rhea. Now, now I'm confused. The Rhea Ripley. Now she's going to be gone for a couple more weeks. Right. Which meant I think she should be back in time for WrestleMania Backlash. But I just feel like just could have hold off for two more weeks. Because she came yeah. back as a new kind of quote unquote character. Was she new? Was she new though? New didn't look, feel new. new look, new attitude. Now she's calling herself like a new nickname. The opportunity, horrible nickname. Hope that doesn't stick. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling. And yes, as you stated before, I am a huge Charlotte Flair fan. But her promos are great. She looks great. But like you know, they, they're trying to you know brand it like this a brand new Charlotte Flair. No, no, it's. It's the same. And not to say, like, there's anything wrong with Charlotte Flair that she really needed to change. But, like, you know, don't try to pull a fast one on us. Say, like, oh, she's changed. When it's the same old, same old. Doesn't make sense for me. And now, is, is Rhea Ripley this past week, is she a face now again? Like, what, what's going on with that? She definitely became off more face-ish supporting right? Asuka this week. So we'll find out. I never bought her as heel, truth be told. Rhea? Ripley? Rhea Ripley. Why? I it just because you know she was just so popular in NXT, and when she came to WWE, of course, like you know they were pumping in like the booze. That's WWE wanting you to have that reaction, but like I never felt that. I, I, I felt, if anything, I was excited for Rhea Ripley to be in Monday Night Raw. I was excited to see her win the championship at WrestleMania. It seemed like the fans that were there live were very appreciative of what Rhea Ripley was doing. It just never, uh, never really felt heel. Not to say she can't do it. I just feel like it, it, it didn't come across that way. She can definitely do it, but I never, yeah, yeah. I never really got any. Uh, I don't think she ever been a heel. I, w- I always saw that she got and got face reactions. Has she ever been a heel? Was she supposed to be a heel? I never got like, like when she came when she debuted on Raw. I didn't know what to make of it. I took her as a, what they call tweener. Like I didn't. She was kind of acting bad, but that she was getting positive reactions. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not going to rush to put a label on it. If anything, I, I would agree with what you just said about her being a tweener. I could see more of that as opposed to like a definite heel, like WWE is trying to pitch her as. But, you know, I, I think obviously from this past week, I would say she's more face than anything for sure. But now that Charlotte's gone, is she going to be a face again with Asuka? Or now she's going to go back to being a heel because no, there's no really top heel on Raw anymore? I mean, for two weeks, as you said. Yeah. They could survive without a heel for two weeks. Maybe. See what happens. Or maybe they team up to go for the tag team championship again. That's always a filler. Or maybe Asuka eventually turns. Yeah, Asuka's cool as a heel. I like her better as a heel, honestly. That would be pretty badass. 
But I mean, again, Charlotte Flair is going to come back in two weeks, and she's going to be the top heel there, and that'll be that. Who else is in the Raw women's division, though? Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose? They're not really doing anything. Uh, then there's a lot of people on the unemployment line right now for some fucking reason. Maternity leave. I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, right? I mean, it just seem, it really seems to be like only like three women on that roster. Yeah. And two of them are a tag it team. Makes no sense. Just combine the division, man. Or, or make it like a, its own show, even. Like, there's so, like, they have so many talented women on that roster. And they just, I, mean, I feel like we talk about this a lot. How they're really just not utilizing that roster so well. On Raw or overall? Overall, the women's division. On the main roster, yeah. NXT, yeah, NXT is like probably the best one of the. Yeah, NXT, I mean, they're playing it right, and imagine that they have like the less playtime. But yeah, it just it just makes no sense to me, man. Oh, we have Alexa Bliss. She's doing what the fuck she's ever that is. Oh yeah, Alexa Bliss, right? She hasn't wrestled in so long, and she kind of forget. Is Naomi on Raw? SmackDown. SmackDown. Okay. Lana. SmackDown. SmackDown. Okay. Well, they still have JoJo listed on the fucking website. That's weird. Do they really? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, no, Lana's on Raw. Well, no, she on Raw? Oh, yeah, her and Naomi on Raw. I'm sorry, you're right. Her and Naomi on Raw. Okay. Mandy okay. Rose, like I mentioned. And, oh, and Nikki Cross. What's that deal with Nikki Cross? Give her something. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, Mandy Rose has been improving over time. You know, she's got a good look to her. And she's charismatic. I, I feel like she would definitely be a good heel. Oh yeah, I think so. She's getting a lot better. I remember her on Tough Enough, and again, her career is then owed to the Miz because she got eliminated. The Miz saved her because on her looks right. alone, and now she's proving she's not just a pretty face. She's backing it up in the ring, and we'll see what happens to the tag team. Her and Dana Brooke leads to getting on TV, getting something. Something's going on now with Nia Jax and Jana Baszler. But yeah, they're they're, te- they're technically a Raw team. Nia Jax, Nia Jax and Shayna yeah. Baszler. When they lose the tel- belts, they'll be on Raw. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Cool. Now the news, W is making some big changes backstage, including a couple major releases, Mark. Company president Nick Khan is receiving even more control within the company. According to PW Insider, this man is giving Nick even more leeway to form W as he wishes. That's huge. It is reported that W is preparing itself to- towards a shift into a mainstream media entertainment property. It is also being reported that Nick Khan envisions WWE as, quote-unquote, something similar to Marvel and DC with lots of potential crossover appeal, not just for performance, but the characters and WWE brand itself. Okay, that's a lot there. Now, WWE is huge in the 80s and even in the late 90s in the Attitude Era. But do you think it can reach the level it was back then? Do you think it can reach the level of even Marvel or DC? And even so, like, what would this entail? Well, what is Nick Khan's background? I mean, he's not really Tony Khan. No. Yes. Imagine? That'd be fucking Nick. Uh, sick. That, that, that'd be great. But, you know, like, what, what is Nick Khan? What, what is his background? What has he done? I don't have his resume in front of me. Well, that's why you're not a good journalist. That's why? <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. I, I think it's just, I mean, that's a huge move for Vince McMahon to pretty much allow this guy to take the reins. So, obviously, you know, he's got to have some really impressive ideas or, like, a really strong background in entertainment uh, for Vince McMahon to trust him to, to do this with his baby. Whether they can do it or not, I mean, for them to hit maybe DC, I think that would be maybe more realistic than hitting Marvel at this point. I mean, Marvel, I feel like there's just no touching Marvel. 
you know what does that mean and that's that's another thing i was gonna ask like what does that mean what did, what, what did it mean crossovers crossover with what like it's not the 80s when they had the cartoon crossing over like the ninja turtles or the peewee's playhouse or the mario brothers show like there was like crossover appeal back in the 80s and then the 90s you had the guys coming like a lot of superstars appearing on tv shows most famously for me you had triple h recurring on the drew carey show stuff like that is that you know, five yeah remember when the rock hosted you had triple h mankind big show vince mcmahon even said live from new york on saturday night's a huge deal is that what they're talking about like, when it comes to mainstream media because i don't know i, if, mean, I don't know if it's gonna, they're gonna ever gonna reach that level again that would make sense but the whole thing is then if you're going to do that, then you really have to amp it up creatively with these guys and then start uh, guys and girls and, you know, let them be them, you know, stop, stop holding them back so much, or maybe like teach them how to cut a promo once in a while, uh, because there's, again, we're going back to this. I feel like we're, we're on repeat here with a lot of these conversations, but yeah. there's no real stars. There's no real stars in that roster from Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I don't see it. I don't know if that's on the talent level or, or if that's creative or maybe a combination of both. Nick Khan is president and chief revenue officer of WWE. Right. What's his background? Khan, a former practicing attorney, transitioned into international creative management in 2006 when he launched their sports media department and represented the biggest names in sports broadcasting. In 2012, Khan moved to CAA where he became the co-head of the television department. During his tenure there, Khan continued to represent the top broadcasters while also representing WWE. The Southeastern Conference, top-ranked boxing, and others negotiating billions of dollars in media deals on their behalf. See, this is all you, what you're talking to me is about. Like, he's got a sports background, uh, sports business background. You know, no, nothing says that uh, you know creative to the point where you could say about Marvel and DC. When I when you when you tell me that about Marvel and DC, obviously huge, huge companies, which brings in oh, a lot. Yeah. Of- I see. I see where you're getting with this. Yeah. But, like, you know, to do that, you have to tell stories. You have to be creative. You have to have characters. You know, like, and to have the crossover appeal, it, like, you have to have that certain je ne sais quoi. And none of that is fitting from based on what you're telling me right now with, with, Tony, um, not Tony Khan, with Nick Khan's background and with what WWE has to play with right now. So to answer your question, then, going back to your original question, you know, can they do that? Then my answer would be no. I, I don't think they can Thought about a couple months ago, I think I think Nick Khan was the name mentioned. That if uh, Vince McMahon does step down, it won't be Triple H taking over. It would be Nick Khan. What are what are his ideas? His ideas. I feel like this is just like so new. Like it's kind of vague about what they're talking about here. When is this transition happening? Has it already started? We'll keep an eye on that. Let's see what happens. I just don't. I just don't see it reaching the level of Marvel, DC, and becoming mainstream. But I don't, I don't, like you said, there's no stars. There's nobody on the no. roster I want to see on uh, Modern Family, or that shows off the air now, but like uh, Young Sheldon, or these sitcoms are now. I don't see any big names appearing on TV shows, mainstream TV shows anyway. I mean, maybe the, the closest one that they have, maybe Roman Reigns, but you know, you already have like Aquaman, who's got the same look and the same yeah. feel. You know, Roman Reigns could be a stand-in maybe. <laughs> The only people I could see doing that are Stone Cold, the Bella Twins, The Rock, and of course they're all legends in their own right. So like nobody currently on the roster, mm. not yet before, anyway. Before Becky Lynch uh, got pregnant, I mean they were kind of she was heading that way, yeah. Because she was on, uh, she made an appearance in Billions. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. And I think she did some, I think she did uh, some other show, 
Miz right now does a lot of cro- crossover stuff. True. Can't wait for his 24 documentary on the network coming out this Sunday. Is it this Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it should be a good one. There's only a, hand, a handful, but, like, those aren't, like, besides Becky Lynch. I mean, like, we're not talking about big, big, big stars here. Well, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, not Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss are now going to be on Punky Brewster. That's something, I guess, right? That's a foot in the door. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about these crossovers. Like, it's a new concept. It's, it's happened before. Not recently, though. Recently? Not recently. Big Show had his own show on Netflix. Yeah, but he was also, quote-unquote, retired. He wasn't, like, an active superstar. Miz has his own reality TV show. Loving it. uh, Check out Miz and Mrs. USA Network. Great show. He hosted hosted a game show. Wipeout. No. Wipeout? Cannonball. Cannonball. John Cena's doing Wipeout. Yeah, John Cena's doing Wipeout. Same fucking show. It's the same fucking show. And then you have, like, you know, the WWE edition of Carpool Karaoke. So you can't tell me they haven't done crossover stuff. That was their own episode on, like, iTunes. It's not like it wasn't on the James Corden show itself. Anyway. Still, it's something. All right. Fair. Now the news. Daniel Bryan's time as a full-time superstar is slowly coming to an end. As he also mentioned, his contract's coming up very soon. While speaking to BT Sports, Daniel Bryan talked about his pro wrestling career, especially in the WWE. He also added that he's other, he's looking to wrestle in other promotions, saying, I quote, it'd be interesting if I could wrestle in different companies and, and WWE. That's something I'm trying to weasel my way into right now, Lass. He's appeared in you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and psh, many others. Do you think they will let him compete elsewhere outside of the WWE universe? And if so, could this be something we see more down the road or some, an exception for him? All right. Well, here's the deal. You know, Daniel Bryan in another interview, or I don't know if it was the same one, where he talked about he was being, he felt detached from the main event, which one of was one of the best main events yeah. I've seen. That was a different Daniel one, Bryan yeah. At WrestleMania. He, he felt like it was out of body. He, he didn't necessarily, he wasn't necessarily with it. And he feels like that's a sign for him that his time in wrestling is over. That's sad. And you hear that a lot from like, not just, professional wrestlers but from athletes when they 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 lose that special feeling when you're out there or right before uh heading out to a game or a match and they don't feel that those those flutters anymore yeah then they know it's over and, and for that sounds like where it's the case for daniel bryan he's talking about life outside of wrestling and he doesn't know what that next step would be and then also then on smackdown i, I his contract is coming up wwe yeah. like i'm talking about fairly soon and you have that moment with Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, where he challenges him, and, and then uh, he says, "Hey, if you lose, though, I never want to see you again." So I think that we're gearing up here for like, the end of Daniel Bryan in WWE, or at least on a full-time basis. So to answer your question, I know I'm doing a long-winded answer here. No, I don't think it's going to happen uh, because I think Daniel Bryan is going to be done with wrestling altogether. Yeah. Altogether, really. As I don't think active, so. As an active in-ring performer, listen, he said it himself, man. He said he's pretty, he's pretty much done. I could see him letting the contract lapse, going back to his family, and then doing maybe like indie shows again, maybe going back to Ring of Honor, New Japan when the pandemic clears up. But I think he'll be back in some capacity. Like he even said this when he re- when he when he resigns. He never said if when he resigns, it's not going to be a full time basis. No. So I no, but I I, I, think, I think he'll go this- away compete where he wants to compete maybe get to see the spark is still there and then we'll see him come back in some capacity i think i think you're wrong 
I think at this point in his life, he'd rather be a dad. I'm usually right, though. We'll see what happens. Best of luck to him in his future endeavors. And finally, in other news, Marcus, Miro paid for an entire movie theater to show an exclusive showing of Mortal Kombat movie for the AEW locker room. What a great gesture that was. Uh, why haven't you done anything like that for me? Because I don't like you. Mm, fair enough. I think that's a TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Marcus, another action-packed week of TV. What's your take down this really? week? You think it was action-packed? I, I feel like it was just uneventful all around. The whole week. Like, the whole week. All, really, all I mean, shows. Like, all five shows. All 11 hours. All five shows, I just feel like just was just very like even keel. Nothing horrible. Nothing great either. Like Nothing really, like, really popped out on me this week. I, I feel like it's just like another week of just meh. Was it my turn then? Yeah, go for it, man. I, I, I really don't have anything. I mean, if you want me to talk about something, you know, I could see maybe the the Alexa Bliss promo that she had on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's nothing different with Alexa Bliss. I mean, her character is there. She she does amazing character work. Do we care? Uh, what's that? Do we care about this? Uh, that's why I don't know. I mean, it's cool to see her character evolving. You know, there's a curiosity factor. What's going on with this Lily thing? Like, is this going to be like Alexa Bliss's version of the Fiend? Or is this, uh, you know, you talked about Nikki Cross earlier before. Is this a way to introduce, you know, someone that we haven't seen in a while? Like, like Nikki Cross, because that would make sense because they were tag team before. Or, like, you know, maybe someone like Paige. I don't know. I don't need two Fiends on this show. And someone on Twitter made a good comment. Look, this is stupid. We already have the fiend. We don't need another fiend. Alexa Bliss is a heel. Was awesome. Let her go back to that. We don't need. We don't need this. What, what is this? I kind of agree. You mean have her get away from this awesome kick-ass character that she has? Is it awesome? It kind of ran its course. It was cold with the fiend, but now what is this? The fiend light? I'm more intrigued with her than I am with the fiend right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, because the fiend sucks. You know, I don't necessarily. I won't go as far as say the fiend sucks. It's the booking sucks with this. He was burned like, alive. How's he back to normal? He's supernatural, though. Like, and then Randy he, Orton killed those fucking puppets? He, again, we're talking about supernatural. Like, you can see the same shit <laughs> about The Undertaker. Like, what, he's floating in air right now? Wasn't he just, just uh, put in a casket? What's never, going on here? He's never burned alive, though. He was, he was burned alive before. Kane burnt him alive before. Not like we saw with The Fiend and Randy Orton did. Okay. I'm just saying, it's a supernatural character. So there's a lot. Now we have two of them. To... Now we have two of them on the fucking show. Apparently, not even one on SmackDown. Both of Roth. <sighs> Obviously, you feel a certain way about this. I do. I uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm enjoying her work though. You know, I want no, to see more. Bad. Alexa... I just don't get it. I want I want to see more of Alexa Bliss in the ring. I want to see how the story plays out. Yeah, what, you know, what's, what's the future wrestled? Like an actual match against Oscar. Uh, that wasn't really a match because they had that little thing in the middle where she changed. Ugh. I want a bell to bell match. No, but he was against Oscar. She had a rematch against her like the, the the week after, but the one before that it was against Oscar where she did beat her. She pinned her. Yeah, but there was. Uh, who cares? Let's not get into it. Yes, I know there were shenanigans going on in there, but that I mean, it's still a match. Mark. S. Rich Juan, cut a great promo. Oh, stop. Stop. I'm going to stop you right now. I'm going to stop you. Mute. Rich Swan, great promo. 
okay? And then he had Don Callis, Kenny Omega come in. And then he had Moose return. My man, Moose return, Marcus! Overall, great segment. Nothing but great things for this match because they're the only fucking company promoting this fucking match. All, all four men did a great job in this promo. Fantastic. Kenny Omega is coming off like a way better champion on Impact than he is on AEW. He's getting more time to talk, more time to show what's going on. And like, he's barely getting any time. The last couple weeks on, on AEW, he's barely getting any fucking TV time. Right. No, so someone texted me. He's like, how is the fact that, the, you know, the Bullet Club is reformed in AEW and they're the worst faction on AEW? Well, the big statement. I, I mean, it's a big statement. And in a way, kind of right. I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying the, the limited time that I'm seeing them together. And you're right. They are doing a better job in Impact than they are doing AEW. And it's crazy because he is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. It, it, it's just, it, it all feels off. Like this match could have a bigger fight feel than it does. I, I, am, I am interested to see what happens with this match. Uh, obviously, it already happened by the time the show airs. But not true. I posted a show before the show. Pay-per-view starts, so the show probably posts on the afternoon. So lock it in now, Mark. You lock it in. Well, a lot of people don't listen at that time, so. Um, no, you said you said the show posted at the whatever. I don't even I don't even understand a word you just said. But it's called talking on your part, Mark. It's called talking on your part, Mark. The thing is, I mean, we we all are aware that Rich Swan has not even come close to winning this match. No, I, I feel like if there was another opponent, if there was maybe if it was Moose, you know, maybe if it was. I don't know who's a big enough star in, in Impact. It really isn't anyone. Eddie Edwards, face of Impact. I'm not. You know what? I'm not sold on Eddie Edwards. Really mm-hmm. not. Heart and soul of Impact. I don't know why not. Okay. Like, what does he do? What does he do for you? I, he doesn't really do anything for me. He doesn't stand out as a character. He, he seems like a, a D-list version of John Cena. Man, are you watching the same show I am? I, I, I am, dude. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a wrestling fan anymore. Maybe oh. this is my last show of wrestling. I, I don't know. Honey, you want to go back to the show by yourself? <clears throat> you done? Say the word, man. Say the word. You done? <laughs> it, my thing was, it's so obvious that Rich Swan is not winning this match. Now, I started thinking, is it so obvious he's not going to win this match that he could win this match? You know? But the fact that they're not even mentioning it on AEW, there's no fucking chance in hell some random guy who most of the audience doesn't even know who he is is going to walk out on Dynamite Champion. Like, if they were talking about it more, a possibility might be there. But the fact that they only mentioned it once in passing on this go-home show on AEW Dynamite. <laughs> you caught that too, right? It was like a, a fleeting moment yeah. that they had. There's no chance in hell Rich Swan's winning this championship because they're not even talking about him. No. For anyone thinking the way you thought about, like, you know, maybe because of this, maybe there's a chance. Those are the same people that are saying, like, maybe the Jaguars don't draft Trevor Lawrence. Guys, come on. They gave him the, play- the playbook already. Right, Exactly. And something kind of surprising me tonight, Mark. I remember me, you, had a long conversation with Eric Jaden on the show about my total uninterest, never been a fan of, never gave a crap about, always the fast-forwarded match when he's on, Aleister Black. But now, we see a video vignette of him tonight on SmackDown, finally showing some sort of character, showing some sort of personality that my complaint was that he lacked. Like, what was his character? He never, there was no personality to him. Now we're getting something. Don't know where it's going. I don't know. But I just hope it works out for him not, because I think he deserves I'm not, something. I'm not completely sold on it because, like, well, it's only it one match. It's only the first one. It kind of reminded me of his promos in the beginning of Raw 
before someone like knocked on his door. I know it was a little different, but um, it was a little different. There's a little, little bit more theatrical this time. Yeah, there's something here. I just hope it works out because there's something different about this character than there was with the bland nothingness that he was. Again, he's a good he's a good talent. I hope it works out for him. I'm gonna follow this in the weeks to come. Again, I, I'm I'm not I'm not feeling it. I don't see it. Well, I, 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 just, I see a lot of things you don't, and uh, that's why people like oh me God. more than you do. Because ten, people tend to, I say things people are thinking, so people tend to agree with me more than you. I'm sorry. How many people follow me on social media altogether? How many people follow you? And also, just mark this down two fifty three because Mark Toronto said the same thing in three weeks. He'll say after three weeks of watching vignettes, "Oh man, my, my, Alistair Black is really. I'm really impressed by Alistair Black. Guarantee it, like you always fucking do. No, yeah, I'm probably guarantee it. He's gonna win you yeah. over. You're gonna fucking on TV takedown." You know, you know, you know, party. I'm really digging Alistair Black. He's really showing some new character here. I'm really, really, really fucking into it. I think honestly, the way it's going right now with all of wrestling, I, there's a better chance I stop watching altogether than before I say, "Yes, Alistair Black is the guy right now." All right, here, here, two fifty three. Mark Schwann won't be back in two fifty five. It's, it's been a pleasure, Mark. Let's get in some go home thoughts. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm Daniel Bryan right now. Maybe this might go home. <laughs> anyway, I mean, here's the thing, though. I'm sorry. It, it just seems like I, I know it seems like you know very grouchy today about this but this i think like second week in a row where it just seems like no wrestling promotion right now i'm talking about the but the main promotions i'm not talking about in, in indies but the main promotions i feel like they just don't care i feel like there's a lack of caring right now as far as the booking and the promoting goes so if you're not caring why should i care as a fan like, all across the board they they have this problem right now it's very stale I don't know if it maybe this is just like an off season, if you will, or like a reset. I don't know what it is. It just feels very off. Agreed, disagree. I thought NXT killed it. I thought Impact was a great go home show for this pay per view. Agreed, disagree. But I guess glass half full, glass half empty here. What, what are you? What are you liking so much about all this that, I, that I'm not seeing? Like, what what is it that's so special? I'm watching it to enjoy wrestling, and just enjoy myself i'm not analyzing everything i'm not like oh this this character did this this storyline is doing this i'm just drawing it as it comes marcus nxt was fantastic this week as it always is and, and impact the <laughs> home show impact one of the biggest shows of the year if not the last couple years for them the go home show was filled with nothing but in-ring amazing content great builds to the pay-per-view i just thought it was those two shows alone i mean raw of course is raw AEW, I'm not really feeling AEW. Nothing's clicking with me in AEW. But Impact and NXT are just really delivering it week in and week out for me. I feel like Impact was mediocre at best. And NXT was just okay. Like, again, like... And you think I'm really... depressed? Let me give you a phone number to talk to, Mark. I just had an amazing week. My, like, my business launched. I, you know, I'm, I'm taking in clients right now. I booked <laughs> a, a gig for a Blue Apron. Like, I'm, I'm doing well. Like, I'm very happy. But as, as a wrestling fan, someone that's like watching the product regularly, and like someone's watched the product, uh, watched the product regularly since I was a kid, like it's so it's so so different, man. Like I want to be invested in every single story. I want to be invested from start to finish, not just like pick my moments. But like, eh, I guess maybe this was okay. And if you're okay to be good, like I, I don't want to settle. I'm not mediocre. I'm not mediocre, Mike. You know, I, I'm Mark Schwann. Like, I want to be pizzazz. I want to be wowed. And nothing has wowed me for two weeks straight. All right. Well, again, glass half full, glass half empty. I'm enjoying myself. Because you like mediocre. 
I don't like Vanilla either. is probably your favorite I don't, flavor. I don't like, I don't like uh, cookies and cream is my favorite flavor. Found out there's cinnamon bun flavored. Got that delivered. Fucking fantastic. And birthday cake. Oh, man. Spending my horizons, Marcus. Man, I can go for some fucking ice cream right now. <laughs> so let's wrap this fucking up. Marcus, your favorite actor.com, yada, yada. The tiny frog leaps is coming out soon. I have been your host. It's called The Little Dog Laugh is coming out soon. Didn't I say Maybe, that? Uh, Didn't I say that? No. You're addicted to plug in your life. I'd bash that, but you don't do anything other than this. So good for you. That's supposed to be an insult? That, that, the fact that's not an insult for you is that, that should speak volumes right there. The fact that you're shitting on the show you're co hosting, that should say something about you. You fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Marshall won't be here next week because he hates wrestling, he hates his life, so fuck him. If you want to be the co-host on episode 254, let me know. Because Mark Schwann's done, apparently. Mark Schwann has been a pleasure. Good luck in your future endeavors. I've been your host, at Muggles J. Putty. Enjoy Rebellion. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>